Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. And today in the studio is Casey Orr, who's the producer. You get to hear all these. Is that right, Casey? I do. I get I get the, a minor in theology just working. No, here, so. <laughs> that's really true. You get um, well. It's going to be very minor today because James, Damie, and I are Woo. teaming up, and and we've never teamed up on a podcast. I don't think we haven't. This no, is going to be explosive. Gonna be good. This is yeah. going to be good. And and I remember. So what we're doing is we're going through the fruits of the spirit. I think mm-hmm. Julie said, "Hey, let's go through the fruits of the spirit." Yeah. And and uh, they were going down through the those and and I think you and I kind of said at the same time. It's like well gentleness that's uh that's not me and then and then you yeah. said the same thing or something and i said well i'm more gentle than you yeah and then i and said no i'm way more, way more gentle, gentle. And so <laughs> we we're gonna fight over how gentle we and not not really but the fruit of the spirit i think we both as we compared stories mm. god has probably worked on my life and maybe on your life in this area is like the one area that i know there's a there's a god yeah. Because he worked on this area of my life. Oh, that's good. Is that, is that similar to your Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is the one that's caused me the most heartache and the most hurt in my yeah. life. And you don't want somebody coming in talking to you that it just comes naturally too. That'd be boring. No, so yeah, you no. want somebody that's it's, messed this up in every single way. So they gave it they gave it, they to, gave us. it to us. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we, we won that. So <laughs> but I'm gonna read this passage because I, I just think it's uh, uh it's kind of it gives us the sets the stage for us. Yeah. And then, um, and then we'll camp on this idea of gentleness. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. I'm in Galatians chapter five, verse seventeen. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Mm. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, revelries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, now we are in uh, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against the, such things. There's no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Mm. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. So we get to sign this, the word gentleness, and we kind of joked about it, but it, it really is for me. And I think we're God's using this in my life. Um, you know, I've, I've actually told people, and from the pulpit and everything, you know, one of the things that I know that God is real because he did something in me that I couldn't do myself. And that was deal with an issue of anger. Mm. And I, and I think it was probably, you know, generational. I think I've learned to cope with life with anger. And I, I was back in my twenties and I basically said, I don't think I can be a, how can you be a Christian? And you still have this anger that yeah. seemed like that's how I was dealing with life everything that was under a lot of pressure, the financial pressure, just mm-hmm. pressures. And it just, everything was came out in a non-gentle way. Yeah. And, yeah. and I said, God, I said, Lord, I don't even think I'm a believer because I have this, you know, I didn't say it as gentleness, but I have this anger issue in my life. And, and God did something to me. And I will tell you, this is my experience mm. is that um, it wasn't, it wasn't immediate in the sense of, you know, I never got angry again. 
But yeah. I will tell you, it seemed like there was a day or two that went by and I didn't deal with life with anger or, or I would think about a week later and something similar happened. It's like in a week ago or a month ago or several months ago, I would have handled that completely differently. Yeah. And now it's like, there's this, there's something inside holding me together Yeah. that I'd never had. And it, mm. and it wasn't that I didn't have life in Christ. I know I accepted Christ, you know, when I was seven years old. So there's something about surrendering this area of my life to God mm-hmm. and really letting him focus on it. And uh, like I say, it's, it, and I'm not saying I'm not capable of anger. I'm, I'm certainly, I lived in this body, this flesh, I'm so capable of it, but I can tell you the, the frequency maybe went from, you know, every few days to every once every week or once every month. It's like, it just faded in the past. And it's like today, um, Like I'm saying, this is the dangerous thing about talking about this. We're going (laughs) to somehow Satan's going to come along and punch a button, you know, and we're going to. absolutely. We're just stepping into the target. We are. We're just putting the target on our backs. I always think about that. that Yeah. Even when people give testimonies, I always pray with them. Yeah. You know, that Lord would protect them because they're going to be tempted or whatever. Because I, you do when you come out with some things. Yeah. But, um, but I'll just tell you, God has done a one of the most amazing works. And this is how I know God's real. Someone could say, Oh, just found out the Bible's not real. Oh, just found out this whole thing's a hoax. And I was like, ah, God did something in me in this area of my life. I I know this is real. Mm-hmm. And it was in the area of gentleness. Wow. That's awesome. I, I had the same similar experience. I think, um, honestly, God got a hold of my anger and my temper um, just before in my flesh, I, I lost my relationship with my kids. Oh. Um, it was, it was literally, I feel just in time that he, that he saved me from, from right. losing that relationship because of that anger. My kids told me, um, so it was through crucible. That's the avenue yep. that he used to, right. to help me use my anger probably for the first time ever in 2017 in a correct way. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like this is something that's generational. I don't think many of us have seen anger used properly. Right. We've seen, can you talk about that? I mean, oh, sure. I, I've been through the crucible as well. And I, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. This part, I just thought, man, I wish every, every 30 year old young man needs mm. to hear this instruction. And I know some of it, you can, we can talk about some, some you can't, but yeah. what are some of the principles that, that you can talk about and what we learned in crucible about anger. Sure. I think the biggest thing is that um, when we don't let our anger out in healthy ways, it's going to come out sideways in unhealthy ways, right. probably at the people we love the most. Right. And that's where it hurts is that these aren't the people that deserve what, it, what is coming out, that anger, that yelling, that throwing things yeah. The you know, that's, they're probably not the people we're angry at, but it's going to come out at them the most. So, the, the picture that I remember that someone used this and I don't know if it was you or somebody, but use this picture of pushing down a, uh, um, a, beach, a beach ball yeah. Yeah, or something, oh, you know, yeah. underneath the water. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, you can only hold that thing down so deep and so long. It's going to yes. come splashing out some direction, right? Exactly. Even, way, no matter how strong you are, no matter how agile you are, right. it's going to come out. Well, so, so explain, I think we understand how anger can come out in, in yeah. ugly ways or un, uncontrolled ways. What is you know, you mentioned that how to use anger in the in a proper way. What are some examples that that anger can be used in a proper way or should be used in a proper way? Oh, well, definitely. I think the the biggest way is anger should be used under control. Okay. Um, and anger shouldn't be used. I, I 
I think it goes back to the Ten Commandments. If you're using your anger and breaking those Ten Commandments with it, if you're hurting your neighbor, if you're hurting hey. your loved ones, that, I don't know if that kind of fits. Sure. But but basically, not sinning in your anger. Yes, um, is is sure. the big thing. Using it righteously to to see justice come to pass. But and I, th- I think the thing that I'm driving at that I was real impressed with how they handled this is that anger is is a tool to be used. Yeah. In other words, the reason that we have anger is to protect our loved ones. You know, it's like we see something wrong in society. That should make us angry. Angry at right. the sin. Yeah. Not the sinner, but the sin. It's like I'm angry at that. And and we should, in our, our anger, should we should speak to that. Yes. But if we don't speak to something that we that's bothering us that we um, we know about. I think what you're saying is it's going to come out in other ways. Maybe I suppress. Yes. I don't speak to some wrong that I see in society, and I suppress it. I suppress, 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 and finally it comes out sideways. Yes. In a place that's just ugly, and yeah. it's a lot. A lot of times it's on our our family. Yeah, and what you said, stuffing it down, yeah. I think is the main cause of that. And even losing this gentleness in life completely yeah. is from all that we've stuffed down that we're not willing to look at or willing to to bring up. And that's this is great instruction, I think, on this area of anger. But let's let's flip back to gentleness. Sure. Because as I remember, this was I don't know, that's probably twenty five somewhere in there. That was really working. God was really working me over, and I was asking God to work me over in this area. But I can tell you, I had the sense in the gentleness area, and this is just my experience. I just want to see if it squares. I just felt like God was just holding and holding my insides. I just, mm. I didn't feel like I was, was like, wow, I was under control, yeah. which is self-control. It's another fruit of the spirit, but yeah. they didn't let us talk about that one. Then we're going to talk no, about gentleness. No, we didn't get that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this, uh, but one of the things that really I've had to watch uh, over time is or I've had an opportunity to see in my life is like, God just put a big wet blanket over a whole bunch of hot things inside of me. Mm. And I just felt like, I don't know, he, he did something to me. I didn't have the skills. Mm. I wish yeah. I would have that we talked about from crucible, but he did something in me. And I just, I just wondered if that's similar to your experience with gentleness. Absolutely. I think me, me as a young man, um, which I'm not now, but as a young man, I really feel like the my desire was to prove myself. Yeah. My desire was uh, to not let somebody put me down and not, you know, and and we can use those Bible verses that really help that. Don't let anyone talk down to you because of your age or yeah. whatever, you know, right. and those can be more hurtful than helpful yeah, for sure. um, when you're trying to prove yourself. And yeah. so if, if, if men can um, get to the point where, and this, it comes back to a song for me. A lot of things do, but I never quite understood that song leaning on the everlasting arms. Have you ever, yeah. do you remember that song? Sure. I'm leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms of God, my savior. And I thought, why, why am I, why am I, why would I need to lean on God? And in, in just kind of looking at verses about gentleness, I realized, man, gentleness is disarming my own strength and allowing it to yield wow. to God. And that's what leaning is. That's awesome. That's a great picture. And it's just a, it's a constant, you know, on, ongoing thing that I, I personally, now let me just tell you one of the ways this came to me probably later. I, you know, I got dealt with my anger, if mm. you want to call it in this gentle, this gentleness became bigger in my life, this fruit of the spirit. And mm. I realized this is God working in me in ways that I can't even, I can't even describe to you. It's, it's real. My wife could see it. I could, I mean, I was never abusive to her, but she, I was not easy to be around. 
because I was just angry at the world, angry at life, angry at the situations, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and it came out in, in ways, but, but what I realized later, probably I was even in seminary, but I had to learn to control my tongue. So the behavioral issue of what, because I'm way better at words than my wife is. Now she's better written words. She's yeah. way better than I am. But thinking on my feet on an, in an argument or in a, you know, I can heated win those discussion. contests, yeah. right? Heated discussion. And I can, I can win those, but I can also be very sarcastic, Yeah, you know, and, and, and I realized how hurtful my sarcasm mm-hmm. is. And so I think those of us that are, you know, speak a lot, you know, and, and if we have this, tendency towards sarcasm we think that it's you know i think it's fun and funny and we do it to be fun and funny but sometimes those words hurt yeah and so um i i i I saw god use this in gentleness now i still can leak out a sarcastic thing and it's like oh i think i might have hurt somebody i'll circle back Mm. real quick right i'm just kidding and i'm really sorry if that and you know but um but it's an arrow that's already released. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And it, and I've had to be way more careful with that. I'm guilty um, of that really badly. I, that's my, I have kind of a dry sense of humor. And yeah. so I get used to saying things. Sometimes I say things and I have to, and people go, oh, really? I'm, no, no, that was, oh, you didn't tell. No, I did that with a straight face, but that was a joke. <laughs> right. Oh, but yeah. then I don't, but I'm not used to, I don't get in a lot of like uh, arguments. And one of the first times my wife and ever, and ever, had it came to a head, mm. not even really an argument, but we were just on opposite sides of something. Yeah, partway through the conversation, like she was, her face looked differently, mm. and I was like, "What's up?" She's like, "You're not being very fun right now." And I realized I was like, "Oh, so I guess we're gonna blah 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 blah," and yeah. just like re- I was really kind of a poo head about it. The way I was approaching. <laughs> Did you just it. say goo head? I said I think poo head. Poo head. Oh, poo head. Yeah, uh, that's I, even worse. Isn't it? I think so. Yeah, that's worse. I was a stinker. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, I've seen that. We're like even. You know, I I'm tend to be pretty even keeled kind of dude. But if yeah. I get like if I get impassioned while I'm talking, and I'm yeah. the same thing as you, is I talk kind of from from as it's coming out, it's coming out. And so yeah. sometimes you lose control of like how that comes out. Yes. And so right. I've I've seen that I've seen that problem. So I, even yeah. I who's tend to be a pretty mellow dude. I have those things when I get impassioned or when something is frustrating or something like that. Yeah. No, I see that. And for me, it's, it's kind of, I I was walking around with kind of a make my day attitude, you know, Hmm. please step up because I'm ready to fight at all times. Oh, That was the attitude I used to have. And honestly, if it wasn't there, um, that, that was a lucky day for me. Mm. And I, I remember my kids um, uh, just a week after I came back from Crucible and my son Elijah, he was 13, and he's, he said, Dad, can I talk to you for a second? And he talked to me for the first time ever about a girlfriend mm. that he wanted. To, you know, he, he was just so excited. And I said, why haven't you ever talked to me about this stuff before? And he goes, I thought you were angry at me. Oh, wow. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't words at all. It was just yeah. the way I walked around the house, the way I looked at him. Yeah. Anger was pouring out. And he, they even wow. say sar- sarcasm yeah. is anger in disguise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. No, and, and, you know, this isn't necessary. This isn't salvation. It's not like you get, you ask Jesus in your heart and everything's perfect. And this is one of those things, because you know, you're talking about this, you know, relatively, you know, 2017, that's a few yeah, years ago. Absolutely. And you, you know, you came to Christ a long time before that. And yep. same way with me. I So these are true sanctification issues. Yeah. And I think the Lord, you know, they, they come to a head and, and you start realizing and you say, God, this is inconsistent with you and I need, I can't fix this. You, you're going to have to fix this. Yeah. And that's, at least that's my experience with this. And I, 
and I, it makes me makes me think about all these others too. I mean, uh, not that I've got all these others nailed, but I mean, all these things: kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. And of course, it starts out with love, joy, and peace. You know, do I do I always live out of out of peace or out of joy? I mean, I think each one of these in our sanctification process um, is kind of like a soundboard. You just need to you know, it needs to be adjusted up just a little mm-hmm. bit. And it's like, yeah, I don't know which one my lowest one is. I'd like to go through and do an inventory. Well, yeah. And to tie it into the previous, one of the first episodes, they talk about these things as being, as being fruits and what you have to water fruits for them oh, to grow is good. the idea that these are things that kind of you're given, like when you, you accept this, you know, forget the gift of salvation yeah. is you kind of have these seeds that, that plants these seeds, but it's not just like oh, and then suddenly I'm suddenly I'm instantly patient and joyful right. and and, and right. have self control. Right. You have right. to, like you said, you have to nurture and grow it and check it every day and right. and put you know uh, plant feeder in there and stuff like that. Whatever oh, yeah. that lo- whatever that looks like, you have to develop those gifts. But they're there, and they are uh, inherent in that they come with that salvation in a way that you know that can't be taken away. They made a really good point in the joy episode. They said you you can have joy even when you're unhappy, mm. yeah, yeah, because sure. you lose you know a, a family member or something yeah. like that, um, and you can still. But it's just it's not as bad because you have that joy that you're leaning on, the joy that's propping you up of the understanding that God loves you so much that yeah. he, that He's done these things for you. So. I like that metaphor. I really do. It, and and the thing I like about that metaphor is before you can even plant the seed, you got to dig down a little bit. Yeah. There's got to be some broken yeah. soil. There's yeah. got to be something planted in you. Yep. Um, so there's got to be a little work to start yeah, that in you. This preach, brother. Like, yeah. This is good. Yeah. And, and, but, and it's got to be cultivated and watered. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the sanctification process. And I think, I think sometimes we forget about that we are all on this journey. And, um, you know, every one of these we can improve on, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know which one God might be focusing on there's probably different times of the day i'm more have more peace than others or different times of the week maybe my joy it gets drained and i have to work on but mm-hmm. but i think i think it's something that's uh it's a sanctification one of the stickiest stories it reminded me when you guys were talking about this uh prof Hendricks was a as one of our professors at dallas seminary and he was the chaplain for the dallas cowboys and he tells the story as a sticky it's a it's stuck in my head for 30 years. So now you guys will at least have it for that long. <laughs> um, but um, he was, they were going through and this guy he was a, one of the athletes was not a Christian. He was coming to the Bible study, trying to figure out the things of God, you know, this whole thing. And he, he flat was very open. He said, you know, one of the things that I don't think I can even be a Christian because um, um, he, he mentioned that he had slept with probably a hundred women in that the last year or whatever it was. And, um, and prof was, you know, anyway, long story short, he came to faith in Christ. He repented of his sin. And a year later, I think he was in the same Bible study and somebody brought that up and, and said, Hey, you know, whatever this guy's name was, you know, ask him how he was doing. And he said, well, I, he very repentantly, very brokenly, but said, mm-hmm. I've, I've fallen a couple of times this last year. And, but prof made the, the indication. He said, now a lot of people might look at this and say, okay, well, this guy must not be a Christian. It's like, no, he went from, you know, a multitude of affairs to two. This is progress. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That, and I, th- I think we need to give ourselves a break, even yeah. with this anger thing. It wasn't like, okay, God fixed this anger. Oh, and I got anger the next week. Yeah. It doesn't mean 
you know, that's all you, you're, you're progressing yeah. and it's a sanctification and it's sanctification is arguous. You know, salvation is free. It's easy. Yeah. Christ has done all the work. Sanctification is hard. Yeah. And, and it's uh learning like going to crucible and really looking inside and saying, wow, there's some things that are, I need to, I need to have God touch. And mm. some of those, those aren't easy sentences to say. Yeah. And those aren't, but that's, that's where the watering and the growth, I think yeah. in my yeah. life, that's when it's come. Well, and C.S. Lewis said uh, in mere Christianity, he said to become a Christian is to commit to a lifelong education. Oh, wow. Like it's a progress that um, you never stop, that you're always a beginner. There's always more stuff to learn that you're yeah. not, you're not going to get to a point like, like three years after you accept you, Christ, you're not going to be like, okay, I'm set. I've now. arrived. I've yeah. got all the things. The other thing I thought of was that uh, the times that you're, if we look at the big C church mm. and the idea that we all have these fruits, you think of it like a community, yeah. like maybe sharing these fruits. Is so Just a bunch of fruity people. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of <laughs> so, so on days when I'm short of patience yeah. um, and you have more patience, you can come and give me some of yours. Yeah. Like, and we can kind of share those gifts with each other. Those of us who grow one thing more abundantly can help other people Boy, that is so, that is so true. And, you know, just having another person's perspective, I think a lot of times people get, uh, lose hope, you know, so when they lose hope, you lose joy. Yeah. And then to have another person's perspective and say, yeah, this is bad, but you know what, this has happened before and we've come through this before and God's been faithful and that can boister your, your joy, right? It's like watering that joy plant that's needs to grow in our lives. So yeah, yeah it's, that's good. It's a journey that we don't just get a medal once we've accomplished this thing, right? right? Cause right. we got to work on it again. And then there's trauma I, I, that we all experience in life, you know, the last two years, yeah. any, any young person is going to experience some form of trauma and what's just happened. Yeah. You know, the world turned upside down for, for a bit. Yeah. And, um, so you could, you could have that medal of gentleness or joy and it could have been ripped off you the last couple of years yeah. and you got to rebuild and you got to rework on that. Yeah. And it's, that's why it's a journey, right? It's a marathon that well, Paul talks you know, about. And talking about the, the tongue, I, I think you have even a, a passage here about gentleness. And I want to tell a little story real quick because this idea of what's passed down, sometimes things aren't passed down that are gentle. And I think sometimes we do harm that we don't even realize. So here's a, here's a, for example, my dad told me one time and I don't remember the context of it, but he was just telling me he was, he was about eight or nine years old and he was supposed to stand in this gate to keep these cattle from coming, the cows from coming this direction or whatever. And these cows were coming and he was flapping his arms and yelling and everything. And he jumped out of the way and these cattle came by his, his dad, my grandpa, gave him a uh, tongue lashing that stuck. Now my grandpa probably had no idea, you know, he was probably pressed for time and everything else, just like any of us. We, we just, but that, that wound stuck enough in my dad that he told me about it. And he probably, you know, must've been in his sixties, probably wow. when he told me. Yeah. And I just thought, cause, cause I understand now what wounds are like. Well, yeah. those wounds, you can, those can kind of replicate themselves. And then, you know, uh, he can do tongue lashings to to his son like me, and I can do tongue lashings to my son and to pass those things down. And we don't realize sometimes what the lack of gentleness mm. um, or or even words that aren't, you know, what you're getting ready to read here, um, the impact of those words. And I think I think we can I think we can resolve those. But let's read that passage, and I think uh, then let's talk about how we can maybe maybe 
lessen the damage of the wounds. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Yeah. Right. We're all, yeah. we're all guilty of it, but, uh, we, I think we can lessen that impact. Yeah. We, and we've all got that, got those words that somebody's spoken to us at some point in the back of our head. Yes. And the enemy can just push that forward at, at, at our weakest moment. Boy, that is so true. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so this this verse meant a lot to me growing yeah. up because there was a lot of words. There was a lot of words. I, I didn't live in a peaceful house or a gentle house. Okay. And there was anger from everybody 24-7. Oh, wow. Uh, my dad wasn't a gentle man, he, but he was a quiet man. Okay. Um, but my mom was was an angry person. Okay. And so this this was, you know, a verse that really hit me as how can I be better than that? How can I how can I not pass this down? Not pass it down. Right. And so this is the verse. Proverbs fifteen, verse one, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that gentle answer. And I and I've actually circled back even with my kids, because I I knew my dad explained that wound that he had as a little boy and stuck with him. And, and I'm sure I had wounded my kids and I, but I tried, I didn't do it perfect. I guarantee I didn't, didn't, didn't do it perfect, but you go back and say, Hey, listen, I, I was, uh, that was too harsh and I'm sorry. Mm. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Um, I think it doesn't fix the wound, but it can, it can help it heal. And maybe, maybe this is the thing that I hope. Yeah. Maybe keep it from damaging my son so he won't pass it down to his son. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, uh-huh. I hope we, that's true. If we, if we look at these positive, all these positive things as fruits, he also refers to the negative things, the things of the flesh as fruits too. So like anger and all that For stuff. For sure, yeah. So if you water those, yeah, then those are going to grow. And yeah, so, that's true. So with your kids, I can see like not wanting to plant that seed or or if you do because you're going to lose your temper, you know, no one's going to be perfect. If you just, if you don't water that and make sure that that doesn't, you don't, you know, you'll keep growing that. Yeah. Um, I remember I said the same thing. I said something to my dad the other day. It was just an anecdote. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember dad one time you got real mad and you said blah, blah, blah. And so I try to be careful not to do this, you know, now. It's like I feel like it's a lesson learned. And he yeah. says, I don't even, I don't remember. Same I don't thing. remember that. Like right. I, yeah. that's not, that was not a purposeful lesson. Sure. Right. And I think he, you know, he, he had some concern. And for me, I'm like, well, you know, but I took something out of it. But for him, I think it, it, there's been moments when we've been talking in the last couple of years as we've gotten to be closer relationship, as you do when you get old enough to realize, oh, we should have, this should, I should be learning from you. Yeah. Um, is, there's these little anecdotes that I think are just funny stories from when I was young and he looking like, oh man, like I didn't realize that would have such an, yeah. repercussions. So yeah. whether that's kids or whether it's neighbors or whether it's uh, friends or just, like I said, a random person you meet, the way you behave might water a seed that you didn't mean to water. Yeah. yeah. That's good. You know, one of the things, this gentle answer turns away wrath. God really used this verse key in my life, but it was really key in my marriage. Not so much with my kids, but I think God really showed me this because we didn't, Mary Kay and I never really argued. We still have, we don't argue, fight and all that, but I can be sarcastic and that sarcasm is very hurtful. And I don't, sometimes she may say something and here's what I've discovered. A no answer, I mean, not saying anything can be hurtful. Yeah. And saying a sarcastic word can be hurtful. Yeah. Saying a harsh word can be hurtful. The, the Bible says a gentle answer Mm. turns away wrath. And so I think some people try the silent treatment thing. It's like, fine, I'm not going to talk to you or whatever. It's like, well, that's not a gentle answer. <laughs> no, nope. that's, that's actually harsh silence. Yes. Right. Yeah. So a gentle answer turns away wrath. And so when you, you take something in that's was hurtful, you know, why were you late? Why do you always forget your keys or something? I mean, she's, those are things that are in my head a lot. Yeah. <laughs> why, why can't you remember this? Whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, 
instead of spouting back like with some kind of sarcastic, well, what, what do you think I am? Like whatever, whatever. Just turn back and gentle answer and say, uh, I don't know. Thanks for, thanks for helping me out with this. Yeah. But a gentle answer that just, it just neutralizes everything. Absolutely. And then in that one little sarcastic word can just spark a fire. Yeah. It's just a tiniest little sarcasm. Yeah. Force fire in your relationship. So God has really used this one big in my life. That's awesome. And I was talking to April about this uh, idea of gentleness. And I feel like it, this one and joy kind of are outflows of the other fruits being evident. So I, I told her, I feel like it's like a cocktail, a little fruit cocktail, you know? Okay. Um, So (laughs) when you have that self-control, when you have that love, when you have that kindness, gentleness is what flows from that. Oh, that's good. You know, James. That's so it's like really a fruit good. cocktail. Do you fruit, remember those? Fruit, yes, a fruit salad. Yeah, a fruit salad, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah in so the it, in the cans or little exactly. Pull, little just, off. Yeah, I still get those. That's yeah. how I get most of my fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it's an outflow of all that stuff being there to start with. Yeah. And when I'm when I'm wanting to look like I know the answer and I want to look smart and I want to look like I got the you know it all together. That's when that gentleness just flies out the window. Oh, gotcha. And so yielding that in my life is what brings that gentleness out. And we, I think we all know people that are like gentle, you know, that, that's like, yeah. wow, that that guy's gentle. Yeah. And I think if you're trying to learn how to be more gentle, find someone like that. Yeah. Spend time with them. Yeah. Hang out with them. That's the way you become more gentle. Yeah, and spend, just just spend, so we don't go ahead. Sorry, just jumping on uh, what you said was just spend time with people who ha- have the thing, something that you lack that you want yeah. to learn. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, try to be symbiotic, try to hopefully be a, a benefit to them too. But so I, I'm going to do a, the balance, you know, sometimes cool. we can go clear to the edge of gentleness and say, we've got to be gentle. And, yeah. but I don't want to um, take masculinity out of this whole picture. Cause I think the society is trying to do that. And yeah. I think the balance that we, we both have, we've all three actually been exposed to in crucible is, you know, there, there's a time to have this masculine anger at the wrongs of this world. Yes. Right. And we've got to, and anger needs to come out specifically at the sin that's wrong and not at the person, but at the sin. And, uh, but we do that and you can do that in a gentle way or as gentle as possible. I mean, yes. you know, certainly Jesus, when he spoke to the Pharisees, sometimes it wasn't, it was direct. Yeah. It was like, you know, you guys are, you're a brood of vipers. You're doing these things. You're whitewashed sepulchers. You know, you can say those things. Those are harsh, strong words. You can say it gently in a, or in a tone that's not ugly, but just speaking to the sin that he sees. Um, but at the same time, there's a gentleness. And I will tell you, you know, when I see these scenes and Jesus has, he does it perfectly. We don't do it perfectly, but right. at least we have a model that we can say, okay, you can be masculine, you can be strong, you can speak to the sin, you can also be gentle. It's a both and, not either or. Well, and he starts out early on, because in Matthew, when he says, like, I, I'm a, like when he describes himself as having a gentle heart and that, that idea of meekness. And we've, uh, I remember hearing you tell the youth group one time about the, the, the real definition of meek, of being meek yeah. is power under control. That's right. And so oh Jesus, God. when he had anger, yep. it was anger under control and yep. directed in such a way that it would affect that person he needed to hear it. And he, when he had love, it was still like everything was, you know, that, that balance. So, and we talk about in, in crucible having those four quadrants, there's different levels that they all need to kind of be there and they all need to, they, if, if they're, if one is in balance then the other one won't get too powerful. And if one right. is out of balance then they all start to go out of whack, but yep. that's, 
like I said, any of these things, if we, if we lean too much on, on one, we might neglect the other. And then that's the, that's that chink in the armor. That's that scale. We don't grow that the arrow gets through. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I want to gently say that we need to probably land this podcast. (laughs) This has been a, uh, this has been good. James is, we need to do this again. I we don't know do. what we get find another we topic. Were excellent. We were excellent together. That's good. Sarcasm has got to come out somewhere. Doesn't it? It's the, got it. The balloon's it's got to See, come. it can be beneficial <laughs> oh, to your man. point. Yes. Yeah. Gentleness be. isn't weakness. Yeah, there you go. Well, Casey, thanks for thanks for pu- pushing buttons and making all this happen. And thank you for tuning in. I hope this has been effective for you. And I would like I always end most everything that I do in this sound booth. It's to be strong and very courageous. God bless you guys.